friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, May the 15th, the May the 13th. Oh my gosh, it's Friday the 13th. And wherever you are and whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's beauty. I wish you God's life today, my friends. Thank you for being with me as we um, break open more of God's word together. So as you know, we, um, we've been moving through John's gospel. We have, uh, particularly this week, uh, jumped from the Good Shepherd, John chapter 10. We did a couple of those. We jumped into John 12, yesterday 13. Today we are going to do John 14. And uh, so again, John chapters 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 are all the night before Jesus died. That's what's called, in fact, it might be his longest discourse, but it's Jesus's um, Last Supper discourse. Uh, and, uh, and basically, think of it as the night before he died, he's, he's giving the wisdom uh, that he wishes to pass along to his best friends uh, so that they will be comforted, they will carry that with them, in his absence. And, uh, and so know that tonight we're doing John chapter 14, so that's squarely in the midst of that. And uh, we're going to do verses 1 through 6. This is one of my absolute favorite readings that um, I bet if I've done it 50 times at a funeral, I've done it, you know, 100. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a favorite to do because it is so hopeful. So with that, my friends, let's break open God's word together. And we will do the New American translation tonight. So the one that we would hear if we were at a funeral in a church. My friends, the gospel, or excuse me, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that just a fantastic gospel. Let's start at the end because, you know, this is a line that I think particularly within the last century has really kind of been, I think, gravely misused. Let me, let me simply say it that way. Jesus said to him, said to them, and now he's saying it to, to Thomas, but he's saying it to all of the people. Thomas has said, Master, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus says to him, I am that way. Me. It's a person. I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. And I think how it's been misused, at least how I've heard it misused a number of times, maybe I'm, I'm exaggerating, maybe my experience isn't the experience, but I think how it's been used is people then say, well, only Christians are going to heaven. Only followers of Jesus are going to heaven. Only those who, quote unquote, have accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior are going to heaven. Uh, only those who have been baptized are, are going to heaven. That's what Jesus is saying with that line. No one comes to the Father except through me, meaning through Christ. Therefore, it's only those who are in that manner living. Now, lest I am shaking some of you right now, let me say that is not a bad thing to get baptized. Let me say it is not a bad thing to follow Jesus Christ. Let me say I hope Jesus is our Lord and Savior. I hope all of that is true. I hope all of that is true um, because I do believe that the line itself is true. However, what that says is, is in its misuse, at least I believe in its misuse. Again, throw it away if I'm not being helpful here. Is they're saying of the 7 billion people on this earth, 2 billion are Christian. Therefore, those 2 billion are doing great, but the other 5 billion are in big trouble because no one comes to the Father except through Christ. They haven't, haven't done that. Therefore, Hades awaits them. I don't think that's what Jesus is saying here at all. I, I, I simply don't think that's what he's, he's trying to put into the minds of his best friends on the night before he dies. He's saying, brothers and sisters, what I am about... What I am about is that relationship that I am inviting you into. Okay? So let's go back. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. I'll get to that. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I do, I will come back and take you to myself so that where I am, you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. What our God desires. What, what Jesus is saying. So remember, Jesus and the Father are one. If we didn't get it before at the readings that we've heard this week, we would get it if we, re if we continued reading um, in the next very line when Philip says, show us the Father and that will be enough. And he says, Philip, Father and I are one. Our God is saying to us, what I desire is my, my relationship with you and your relationship with me. I am going to prepare a place to, for you so we can be together. No one comes to the Father except through that image of who and what God is. Since Jesus and the Father are one, no one can access and see fully who God is without seeing who fully God is in Jesus Christ. So if I believe God to be judge, and if I believe God to be condemner, and if I believe God to be uh, distant and set apart, what Jesus would look at me today, Joe Zenk, in, in, on May the 13th, of, in, in the year of our Lord, 2022, and he would say, you cannot come to the Father with those ideas because those ideas are not the ideas that I lived on this earth. The ideas I lived 
were one of relationship, going out to the fringe, bringing in the lost, seeking them out, befriending the poor, um, opening the eyes of the blind, setting free the captive, bringing life to those who have no life and no joy and no hope. Brothers and sisters, to the extent that those not under the umbrella of the church, and I just talked about the importance of the church yesterday. I just talked about the body of believers, that it indeed, when we receive them, we receive Christ, that we must be those witnesses in the world. If we say we are followers of Christ and we are in that body of believers, we are called to follow and live like that. But if there are people outside of that umbrella who are living that reality of who God is, whether it's better or worse than we, it's, it's, I'm not interested in comparing. But I am saying if there are people outside of that umbrella who are living that reality of moving out to the fringes and saying, I see you, and I'm partnering with you, and, and moving toward the lost and saying, I'm finding you because you are worth finding, and I see that dignity that you carry. Or they are moving to the blind and saying, let me walk with you until you can see with my eyes. Or they are moving to those who have no joy, who have no hope, who have no life, and helping them plant them, their, their feet firmly on the ground to see and establish life and joy and hope. Brothers and sisters, to the extent they're doing that, they are living Christ, and they are walking in the way, the truth, and the life, and they are accessing the Father, a.k.a. Jesus Christ, because they are living in the way of Jesus, even if they don't name themselves as such. Do you see what I'm saying? We get caught up. Now, again, if this is not helpful to you, if, this is if it's challenging you, that's okay. I, I, I invite you to chew on what I'm saying. And if it's challenging, I invite you to, to bring it back to me and say, Joe, here's why you're wrong. But I don't think I am. Because I think if it's as easy as Jesus, as, as us saying, we'll simply be baptized. You know, I think then Paul would have simply said to the Jewish people, simply be circumcised, and, and you're in. I, I love baptism. It is, it, I, I can't even go off on how much I love baptism to immerse ourselves into Christ and rise that new creation. But it's an outward sign of an inner reality, right? That's what sacrament is. And only to the extent that we carry with us that inner reality, that inner mystical experience, that relationship, that knowledge, and I don't mean head knowledge, I mean experiential knowledge, of the love of our God and that oneness of our God and us. Experiencing the oneness of the Trinity. Only to the extent that we can experience that internally can we witness to it externally. The externals are fine when they come from an internal reality. But if it's only an external one that we're trying to drive to an inner one, we're going about it backwards. Brothers and sisters, Jesus said, I am the way. The way is not a set of rules. The way is not uh, some path carved, uh, you know, years ago by uh, the saints of the Middle Ages that, that if you only follow this way, you're good. And, and it's not, you know, this novena that we're hearing over there, and it's not, you know, jump through these Lenten hoops over here. Listen, all of those can be tools to express that inner reality. 
in order to sharpen that tool. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But to the extent that we place our hope in some external thing, we're missing it. Because the way is not a set of rules. I love the Ten Commandments. But brothers and sisters, that's not the way. The way is a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. And every day, every day, I hope and pray that you and I fall deeper and deeper in love with this person. Because that's what it is. He's going, this, this wonderful lover of ours, and I use that word intentionally, this wonderful lover of ours, is going to prepare a place for us. And when this lover of ours has done that, this lover will come back and invite us into that honeymoon suite so that where he is, where she is, we also may be. That we may consummate that union and we may live in the life of that union. Brothers and sisters, that's what our God is. That's what our God is. Make no mistake, and, and I, I, again, I'm, I'm, I, I don't mean to be shaking you. I, I hope I am stretching you, though. The goal of our lives is not to get to heaven. I want you to sit with that for a moment. The goal of our lives is not to get to heaven. The goal of our lives is to open ourselves right now to our love, that love relationship with our God. And do you know what happens? Heaven resides within us. Because of God's grace, not ours. It's all God's action. But our goal is not to get somewhere else. It is to open ourselves to live that reality now. Now. And here's the best part. I started at the back and I'm moving to the top, right? The first lines of, of Jesus in this gospel. Jesus said to his disciples, he said to his friends, he said to those lovers, to you and me, do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. Our God, my friends, is a God of abundance. That that love, it is not a, uh, it, it is not a zero-sum reality. That if I give my love to my children and I, and I give more to one, that I have less to give another. It is not a pie to be cut up in only so many slices. Love begets love. Love begets love. In my Father's house, there is abundance. You will not run out. That grace that we experience, you know, uh, through God. I mean, isn't that what we say in the, in the Lord's Prayer? Forgive us, you know, or give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lord, as I experience your grace, as I experience your life, as I experience your love, so let me share that with others. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. There is an abundance. We will not run out of that flow, out of that life, out of that love, out of that grace. That's what that relationship invites us to. Brothers and sisters, that's what our consummation is. It is one of abundance and life and love and beauty and goodness and grace. And so he says to us, 
So let's end at the beginning. Do not let your heart be troubled. Whatever is going on with you right now, just know that's not the end of the road. As Julian of Norwich, that 14th century mystic said, and again, a mystic is that one who experiences that life and that love and that grace of God in an inner reality. And all of us, by the way, my friends are invited to be that mystic. Maybe not on the level of Julian, but a mystic that experiences that love and life within us, that oneness with our God. And, and after this experience of that oneness, there's numerous experiences that Julian had. She said, you know, in the end, in the end, in the very end, all will be well and all will be well and every manner of being will be well. Is something stressing you out today? Something got you down? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling not where you want to be? My friends, let me remember, let me remind you, you are not at the end of the road today. You're not at the end of the road. All will be well, and all will be well, and every manner of being will be well. Or as Jesus says, do not let your heart be troubled. Sure, it's okay to grieve. It's okay to be anxious. It's okay to be saddened when we lose those loved ones or, or we lose some experience or, or some of our youth or whatever that is. But do not let your heart be troubled in the reality. Do not lose your grounding. Do not lose your foundation. Do not lose your hope. That abundance is always with you and at your disposal. It's always at your grasp. That reality of my presence, what you and I call heaven, is available to you and within you to the extent that we simply say yes and open ourselves to it. This love affair, it's not some pie in the sky. It's not deep in some book that we need to discover. It's in the person of Jesus Christ. The one who says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father. No one experiences that reality of heaven, that, that incarnation, that bridging of heaven and earth without experiencing that oneness in God's love and life and grace. Let's pray. And so we begin, my friends, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth sorrowful mystery. Jesus dies on the cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Thanks for being with me today. Have a wonderful weekend. Be well, 